Hello. 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 I just went full Christopher Walken. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Hearth and Hedge. Ya dog, it has no tail. My name is Margot. <laughs> and I'm Amberly. <laughs> and we're so happy to have you. This is the Tarian Tirade Halloween edition. Hell yeah. We've been really excited about this one for a while. Um, I don't know if you heard, but Margot really, really loves Christmas. I mean, <laughs> I just Halloween. <laughs> I just almost threw up. Yes, yeah, so she just puked a little. <laughs> No, we're really excited to uh, get a little spooky. Yeah, especially, you know, um, I think a lot of people refer or just consider Samhain and Halloween as two separate holidays. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know I do. So I'm really excited that we were able to do the Samhain special, Mm -hmm. which is out already. And now we can focus this Tarian tirade on Halloween. Whoop, whoop. Which comes out. Halloween. So, yeah, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. (laughs) This voice is brought to you by COVID. (laughs) Um, So I sound like I sound like Phoebe Buffay on a good day because I uh, I finally got I finally got the COVID. Um, I dodged it this entire time. This entire time fucking three years i dodged I mean, it cheers to that man and then i got it and i got it no nope, not cheers to that part but cheers to the dodging it for that long yeah i guess the timing could have been much worse considering the last year i've had yes absolutely <clears throat> but it also could have been better for example i could have had this during uh that uh holiday that you just mentioned Rather, oh, right. rather than mine. Rather than mine. That would have made more sense for you. So how do you feel about starting this Tarian tirade off with an oracle pool from the Seasons of the Witch Samhain oracle deck? I'm here for it. Okay. I am here for it. I am shuffling as we speak. I'm eating popcorn. Nice. I'm drinking uh, vitamin C tea. Good. All right. Collective card pull for the masses on Halloween 2022. Whoop, whoop. Oh, look at that. The veil. What? The veil. All right. It can't get any bit, any, any bit better. Jesus. (laughs) Hi. I speak the English. It's quite possible your eyes have become the fog in which you dwell. A half-swallowed glimpse of all that you truly are can be, that the tears you bleed are ready for the storms to turn the skies inward. This is going to be serious. Wow. Goodness, I guess. Yeah, this, this deck doesn't pull any punches. This deck is like the mom that comes up behind you and just slaps the shit out of the back of your head, but she does it lovingly. Mm, All right. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Here we are. The veil. 
the veil is the very heart of Samhain. On this night, the veil between worlds is at its thinnest, and the spirit realm is as close as it's ever going to be here on Earth. That means you have a toll-free call to every spiritual helper, helper from the gods and goddesses to your ancestors, your angels, ghosts, you name it. Each year you have a chance at receiving supercharged advice from those who know everything in the entire universe. The Veil card has come into your reading because new truths will soon be revealed in your situation. Things are being uncovered that were waiting for the conditions to be just right so that they can present themselves to you in the most effective way. Be sure to keep your mind open to receiving messages in usual ways. Notice any recurring signs or symbols or even feelings. There is no coincidence for you at this time. Wow. Fucking awesome. Very much so. Well, I have a little announcement to make. Uh oh. Are you programming it? <laughs> Bite your tongue. <laughs> Actually, no. But we have a new Patreon patron. Oh, lovely. And her name is Kelly D. Kelly D. Thank you, Kelly D. We love Thank you, Kelly you, D. Kelly D. We do love you. We hope you love being a part of our little community, our little growing community. We hope you love the extra content. Speaking of which, we've just finished a book and yes, we're we starting have. a new one we just finished our book club uh meetings for protection and reversal magic a witch's defense manual by jason miller uh loved this book i love jason miller he is um really skilled at packing a book with lots of really interesting and unique bits of mm -hmm. magic and making it completely understandable and approachable. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely loved and enjoyed this book. Yeah, it was a great book. And our next book, you know, um, as we've said before, we always take two two weeks of a break in between book club meetings. Uh, it gives everybody enough time to get their book. It also gives us a break from recording every single Sunday. Uh, but the next one is really exciting. Uh, it's called The Old Magic of Christmas. Yuletide Traditions for the Darkest Days of the Year. I'm so excited for this one. Yeah, it's actually uh, pretty cool. Uh, it says on the back, steeped in history and adorned with a bit of enchantment, The Old Magic of Christmas is the perfect book to read by a winter's fire with a mug of mold cider in hand. Tis the season for witches, elves, and a legion of ghosts. And uh, this one is a little bit thicker than the last. So we'll be starting, um, you know, close to mid-November and through, this will take us through December. So the timing is perfect for this one. Yeah, we start this book. Our first meeting is on November 13th. Right. So that's when we will discuss the first, uh, I'm, I'm guessing, 50 50 pages yeah right? first first chunk first chunk yeah so if you want to get in on it now's, now's the time, the time. <laughs> and you can always you can always catch up on our past books because we we set it up so that you can just you know pick the book you want to read follow along with the video book club meetings and 
um, you're never uh, you're never fallen behind because you can you can do these book clubs whenever you want. Okay. Mm -hmm. This one, however, is kind of the timing is kind of uh, the what's the word? Um, I don't know what the word is. It's it's good it's good timing. <laughs> Starts with an S. Serendipitous. 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 <laughs> smelly cat. Smelly cat. What are they feeding you? <laughs> Why, thank you, Phoebe. All right. So in honor of Halloween, happy Halloween, we thought we would do some Halloween trivia some spooky stories and see where that takes us. Yeah. Where would you like to begin? Um, I think you should read me a spooky story while I try and figure out what I did with all the things that I had up. Will do. Will Sweet. do. So I'm going to give you a choice though, because I've got 13 spooky Ouija board stories that will give you the chills. And I've got five short ghost stories that will scare the life out of you. I want, I want the second thing. <clears throat> the short ghost story that will scare the life out of you? Yes, yes, please. Cool. And they, are, they really are, like, super short. So I'll start with the first one, and you can tell me if you want another one or if we should switch around. How about that? Okay. All righty. So number one, the puppy in the basement. I already hate it. Me too. <laughs> this short ghost story found on Reddit is super creepy. Okay, here we go. Mommy told me never to go in the basement, but I wanted to see what was making that noise. It kind of sounded like a puppy, and I wanted to see the puppy, so I opened the basement door and tiptoed down a bit. I didn't see a puppy, and then Mommy yanked me out of the basement and yelled at me. Mommy had never yelled at me before. And it made me sad, and I cried. Then Mommy told me never to go into the basement again, and she gave me a cookie. That made me feel better, so I didn't ask her why the boy in the basement was making noises like a puppy, or why he had no hands or feet. Well, that's just fucked up. Jesus. That took a turn. <laughs> Fucking A. All right, well, so I have to, I have to meet that one. With this one. Okay. You're going to raise me one. I don't know that if I'm going to raise you, but I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. I will see your handless boy. <laughs> Should have put a uh, spoiler alert before that one, but I did not know where it was going. <laughs> okay. Well, spoiler alert. This is kind of similar. Not quite as intense, but all right. This is This New Old House by Bat out of hell, eight two one, and this is from Scoop Whoop Tales of Horror that are better than most scary movies. All right, we bought an old house, my boyfriend and I. He's in charge of the new construction, converting the kitchen into the master bedroom, for instance. While I'm on wallpaper duty, removal of the wallpaper duty. Uh, the previous owner papered every wall and ceiling. Removing it is brutal, but oddly satisfying. 
the best feeling is getting a long peel, similar to like when your skin is peeling from a sunburn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I kind of make a game of peeling on the hunt for the longest piece before it rips. Under a corner section of paper in every room is a person's name and date. Curiosity got the best of me one night when I googled one of the names and discovered the person was actually a missing person. The missing, or the date, matched the date under the missing person as well. Uh, the next day, I made a list of all the names and dates. Sure enough, each name was for our missing person and the dates matched. We notified the police, who naturally sent out a crime scene team, and I overheard one tech saying, yep, it's human. Human? What's human? Ma'am, where is the material you removed from the walls already? This isn't wallpaper you were removing. Ew. Oh, that's pretty bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. The ones I'm reading are supposed to be ghost stories and a little boy in a basement is not a ghost story. I'm going to try yeah. to find one that is human wallpaper actually about a ghost. Okay. How about this one? I mean, the title is the ghost at home. So okay. Okay. hopefully we're getting back on track here. In one of my favorite short ghost stories, a man thinks that he loses his phone and someone is playing a trick on him. Turns out there is something playing with him, but it's a ghoul rather than a person. Submitted via Reddit by BuzzFeed. Here nice. goes. Last night, a friend rushed me out of the house to catch the opening act at a local bar's music night. After a few drinks, I realized my phone wasn't in my pocket. I checked the table where we were sitting at, the bar, the bathrooms, and no luck. I used my friend's phone to call mine. After two rings, someone answered, gave out a low, raspy giggle, and hung up. They didn't answer again. I eventually gave it up as a lost cause and headed home. I found my phone laying on my nightstand, right Gross. where I had left it. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Gross indeed. Gross indeed. <laughs> All right. Why don't we take a little break from the, the scary stories and do a little bit of trivia. Halloween trivia. All right. You two need to jog on. My phone just made noise at me. Sorry. Okay. So this is from today.com. This is 60 Halloween trivia questions you probably don't know the answer to. I guarantee we know some of these. Let's see. Wait. Jesus, assholes. Folks, just a reminder, we're recording from home. Do you remember in Lord of the Rings when um, Frodo loses his shit? Uh, in the bar and runs up and grabs, I believe he grabs Pippin and Pippin like, is like, Ugh, steady on that. He just says steady on. And I was like, Oh, you know what? That's like old timey Hobbit way of saying fuck off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was Pippin was when Pippin was being an idiot and talking about their, yeah. Their running his mouth, running his yeah. mouth. Shut the fuck up Pippin. All right. This one, I'm, I'm guilty of. What percentage of Americans pretend they're not home on Halloween? 
Hmm. I bet it's more than half. You know, you would think, but it's actually only twenty percent. Oh, okay. That make that that restores my faith in human beings for about twelve and a half seconds. I like that. Yeah. So I will. Um, I mean, now I don't get trick or treaters, but when I did, I would hand out candy for like two hours, and then my light went off. Yeah. Because I was done. Like that was enough. Eventually, it definitely loses its uh, luster. Yeah. yeah. I also exactly. used to try to like put a whole bowl of candy out because I was done answering the door and I would watch all those little sons of bitches just, just take the whole thing. Like, you little fucks. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So what was the original mask in Halloween? Oh, I know this one. This is William Shatner's uh, mask that was spray painted white. And Very it was good. $2 because they had such a low budget making that movie yeah. that they bought a $2 William Shatner mask and painted that bitch white. I See, I knew, I knew you would know these things. What was voted the worst Halloween candy in 2022? Is it candy corn? It is. Followed <laughs> closely by circus peanuts. And I will tell you, I will eat candy corn all day long, but fuck those circus peanuts. I do not like candy corn. However, I like how adorable a bowl of candy corn looks mm-hmm. out. I cannot do that because I have dogs that will eat it, but I think it looks cute in a little bowl as a decor, but I have no desire to actually eat it. Yeah, candy corn in a bowl out as decoration doesn't happen in my house either because I have children. And ma- namely, I have a son <laughs> who has a... Super bad sweet tooth. Uh, today right. we didn't have any sweets, so he had a croissant with honey on it. That sounds delicious. I'm sure it was. I'm wow. sure it was. Wow. So my husband and I recently went to a local British restaurant near us. It's called the British Chip Shop. We've been meaning to go there forever. And we went there and we got we decided to just get like the two really, really classic things off the menu. So we got fish and chips and we got mm-hmm. bangers and mash. Oh my both, gosh. Both of them were Jealous. absolutely fantastic. And while we were sitting there, we realized they had a ton of scones. So we each grabbed a scone and they gave us, they provided us with the cream. Oh. Yeah. And like a jelly for the scones. Oh my God. This, the cream. I don't even know what it really is. It's just delicious. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little bit different than whipped cream. Like, there's a different process that goes into it. It's um, more of a consistency of cream cheese. Yeah. But it doesn't taste like cream cheese. Right. Yeah. I should learn how to make that because that sounds delish. Oh, actually. so good. <sighs> All right. What do you got for me? All right. Which actress said that Hocus Pocus was one of her first, one of her favorite movie roles of all time? Oh. So we've got. There's Bette Bat Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Thora Birch, uh, the actress that played Mary, whose name is slipping my mind. I can never remember her name. That ain't right. God damn it. I apologize. Um, I Me too. Of all time. Is it Sarah Jessica Parker? I feel like Bette Midler has played a lot of really great roles. So I would, I, I mean, I'd be thrilled if it was her. Is it Bette Midler? It's Bette Midler. That's awesome. That is so awesome. Yeah, I love Bette Midler. All right, cool. That's great. 
My sister-in-law looks so much like Bette Midler. It's insane. Hmm. My husband's like, no, she doesn't. She absolutely fucking does. <laughs> does she listen to this podcast and will she appreciate that comparison? Uh, she does not. And she probably would because she loves Bette Midler. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, all right. Do you know what the original title of the movie Halloween was? Uh, yes. I just need a minute to th- remember it because I just watched a special on it was either the history channel or the travel channel uh the babysitter murders very good yes 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 all right which shakespeare play does double double toil and trouble come from macbeth very good (laughs) wait is this the one we're not supposed to know the answers to yeah Look at us. Yeah. Look at us. All right. Keep them coming. I told you you would know the answers. Um, when was... Okay, we're not going to know this one, but it's interesting to know. When was the first known guide to celebrating Halloween published? And it's not when you would think. A guide to celebrating Halloween? Mm-hmm. My mind is going to like the time when Sear, the Sears catalog started advertising <laughs> Halloween costumes. Right. Which was a really long time ago, but I, I couldn't put a year on it. I, I don't know. I don't know this one. The answer is Halloween, how to celebrate it, was published in 1897. Holy shit. Right? Wow. Wow. I would love to get my hands on that. Me too. I wonder what it would be worth. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow this one up with a with a personal antic. But where is Transylvania, otherwise known as Count Dracula's home, located? Where is it located? Transylvania. <sighs> okay, I'm, things that are popping into my mind like the Carpathian Mountains. Um, why don't I know the answer to this question? Think country. Which country is it in? Uh, damn it. Why don't I know this? It's, uh, does it start with an M? No. I, this, can I blame COVID on the fact that, that I can't Absolutely. pull this out of my brain? Cause I fucking know this. Brain I've watched, thing. I've watched so many like haunted, uh, paranormal investigations at mm-hmm. the castle, Vlad Tepp's castle. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Um, I'm ashamed of... Out of, your manager, out of your misery? I'm ashamed of myself. Yeah, so, I guess. It's in Romania. I fucking knew that. <laughs> uh, however, there is also a county in North Carolina named Transylvania, which I did not know. Oh, that's interesting. Until this very moment. Um, I have been to Transylvania... In Romania. When I was 17 years old, I went there with my father and my cousin Jason. And um, are they big on the uh, spooky vampire culture, kind of like the way Salem is big on the witch culture? They definitely um, like if you go into a touristy place, they definitely have it there. Uh, When I went, it was shortly after the cold. I mean, not really that shortly after the Cold War, but shortly enough after the cold war 
that there were still a lot of remnants of the Cold War. And so um, probably not the most fun I've ever had on a vacation. <laughs> right, right. But Transylvania is absolutely stunning, beautiful. And the people are very interesting and very, very polite and sweet. And um, did you go to the castle? I did not. Unfortunately, we had gone, uh, we went to Cluj, which is Cluj Napoca, Romania. And uh, we went because in Romania, the International Speleological Society had a, um, a convention. Hmm. And my, my father was part of the International Speleological Society. So cool. I'm really annoyed at myself for not guessing Romania. That's okay. These things happen. All right, let's do one more. All right, one more. One more. Bless you. That was the dog, but thank you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know this. Do you know what the original name of the Michael Jackson song Thriller was? I do not. Starlight. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. This is, this is, I have one more. I'm sorry. What is the fear of Halloween called? Sawanophobia. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Which, by the way, if you have it, please see your way out. <laughs> what did, what did, what was it? Not jog on. What did you just say? Pippin said. Steady on. Steady on. Steady on, my friend. Steady on. That's right. All right. Tip me with something good. I've got one more very, very short, scary story, and then we're going to move on. Awesome. I've actually seen this uh, in the form of a short skit in an anthology movie. So some of you might recognize this. Some of you might not. So sometimes the very short ghost stories are the best. And this tale from Reddit via BuzzFeed. Tells the story of a father putting his young son to bed. I begin tucking him into bed, and he tells me, Daddy, check for monsters under my bed. I look underneath for his amusement, and I see him, another him, under the bed staring back at me, quivering no. and whispering, Daddy, there's somebody on my bed. That. I don't like that. <laughs> That's a good one. I don't like one. that at all. That's a good one. That's a good one. That is a good one. I like that. Ooh. I, think, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was like Tales of Halloween or another anthology, but that 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 was definitely uh, one of the skits, and it was good. That's that's pretty. That was a creepy one. It's almost like a little bit of a like a changeling type tale. Yeah, changelings are seriously fucked up and scary. Agreed. Agreed. Do you have any ghost encounters from your lifetime that you'd like to share? Not really. I mean, I kind of talked a little bit about the boot ghost uh, a few episodes ago uh, that we always heard when I was at my friend's mom's work, Mothering Magazine. Mm -hmm. When I was young, though, I was always fucking terrified of La Llorona. Do you know that story? Yes, I do. Yes. 
uh, for I guess for the sake of listeners, she was the lover of a Spanish captain who came and swept her off her feet and uh, impregnated her. And then shortly thereafter went back to Spain and never returned for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and in her rage, she drowned her children. And then as soon as she drowned her children, um, she, you know, snapped out of it, realized what she did, tried to retrieve them and drowned herself. And then at the gates to, I guess, heaven, they said, uh, no, <laughs> you will never be allowed to enter heaven until you find your children and bring them with you. And now she roams the land looking for children because she confuses them for her own and Mm -hmm. she will take them into the water. Yeah. Legend has it. It was Cortez's lover. Yes. So when I grew up, I grew up in on the Pecos river uh, in Santa Fe and all, as far as I knew it happened on the Pecos River. So I grew up fucking terrified of La Llorona because I thought she was going to, uh, I was going to meet her on the banks of the Pecos River, which I often walked at night. (laughs) And she was going to take me away. So there wasn't ever any uh, experience with her, but I was always absolutely terrified of her. That was my big scary when I was a kid. The only thing we have around here is the Jersey Devil. I can't think of anything along the lines of a famous uh, ghost. We have a famous haunted road called Clinton Road in northern Mm -hmm. New Jersey with all kinds of crazy stories attached to it, up to and including a white lady, um, phantoms of like wild animals that were let loose from a zoo that used to be there, um, demonic presences that were called up by satanic cults that were doing rituals in the woods, um, headlights that follow you. If you drive around there, um, lots of, lots of really scary shit happening on one road. But I, I live, I live pretty far from that area where I live though, is not too far from the pine barrens, um, which is another name for Wharton state park. And the story there is of the Jersey devil. And the Jersey Devil, uh, one of the most popular stories is that the Jersey Devil is the uh, was the 13th child of a woman referred to as Mother Leeds. Leeds was the family name. And after becoming pregnant for the 13th time, she uh, cursed this child. She damned it. And shortly after it was born, it morphed into the demonic figure that we know it to be now and flew... Hmm out the chimney and into the sky, never to return, supposedly has um, features that include the face of a horse and hooves and bat wings and lots of other crazy features. I've also heard another origin story that includes Mother Leeds actually having an affair with a British soldier during the Revolutionary War and everyone around her shunning her and cursing her and her child because she was a traitor to them and the Jersey devil resulting from that as well. Uh, And there's been sightings of the Jersey devil. I remember being a kid uh, as a kid going to the public library in the town I grew up in and finding a book on the Jersey devil and reading it in one afternoon and being shocked to find that even the town that I lived in at the time had sightings where 
They shut down factories and schools, sent everyone home, and men were riding up and down the main street on horseback with shotguns and rifles, like, Mm -hmm. hunting this thing. It totally blew my mind. Um, I went on a really cool ghost tour in Santa Fe once. That was super fun. It was really cold, uh, but it was super fun. I wish I could think of some of the stories of the ghosts in Santa Fe. I should know them all, but I don't. Oh, I just remembered the other thing I was going to say about the Jersey Devil, and it's ridiculous that I forgot it, and it's just more COVID brain adventures. So my my husband's <laughs> uncle um, started doing his family genealogy a few years back and started really, really digging deep into his family tree and found a connection, a direct connection to the Leeds family. So... Uh, by marriage, the Jersey Devil is my homeboy. <laughs> That's so hilarious. Well, at least you know you're safe. Because you won't fuck with family, right? I guess not. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Could go either way, really. That's hilarious. Yeah, and there's a, there's a couple blue holes in the Pine Barrens. The blue holes are these very strange, perfectly circular bodies of water that are blue extremely deep too right and deep and cold and Mm -hmm. they are rumored to be portals that the jersey devil uses to travel through that's so interesting did you know there's blue holes in new mexico too i did not know that there are i didn't know there were any in (laughs) in new jersey well i watched um i watched hellier and then i also watched that documentary about all the disappearances that happen in national parks throughout the country Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot what it was called. Something four one one disappearance four one one. Man, I suck at remembering stuff today. But anyway, between between that documentary and Hellier, I am convinced that the tunnels and the blue holes and the mountain ranges found all throughout the country are just ways for different cryptids to travel and emerge and retreat. And that they are all different types of fae. Well, you should watch Hellier. I will. I will. Okay. All right. All right. So what else do we have? I have some more stories. I really would love if some of our listeners could tell us more about the cryptids in their area. Oh, yeah. I really would love to learn more about cryptids. And the cryptids that are popular in different areas. Um, For example, our friend uh, Summer, who lives in Oklahoma, told us an absolutely hilarious story about an Oklahoma cryptid that is basically an octopus. And the reason why it's hilarious is because Oklahoma is landlocked. Right. (laughs) And their cryptid is this like crazy octopus creature. And obviously, the stories of cryptids don't have to make sense. I just explained the Jersey Devil, and, you know, clearly that's an out-there story. But I would love to hear stories of cryptids in in different areas. Yeah, I'd love that, too. That would be super interesting. I'm trying to think if there's – I mean, I know there are in New Mexico, but I can't think of any. My dad made up one (laughs) that actually ended up being, like, people started believing in it, including me. Well, that's cool. That's uh, like, yeah. like a tulpa. Yeah. Uh, so we, you know, 
I went to high school in the Guadalupe Mountains, um, which is where the Pecos River, well, it's all in New Mexico. The whole state has Pecos River, really, but um, that's where I was when I, you know, was afraid of La Llorona. And um, it's in the Chihuahuan Desert. So he made up this cryptid called the Guadalupe Yeti. Hmm. And I don't even know where it, why he brought it up or anything, but a few years ago, we were talking about cryptids across, you know, the United States. And he lived up in Northern California where Bigfoot is pretty prevalent. And I was like, oh yeah, well, you know, there's, there's stories about cryptids all over the place, like Bigfoot, you know, like the Guadalupe Yeti. And my dad started fucking rolling, laughing. (laughs) And I was like, what dad? And he was like, uh, I made that up, honey. That's hilarious. Well done, sir. Well done. That motherfucker can't, you know, he's just, that's, that's who he is. He does shit like that. When I was mm-hmm. a little girl, he used to tell me a story about the hairy hand that lived in our chimney. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, he used to tell me that if I got too close to the fireplace, the hairy hand would come and grab me and take me away. Oh, I absolutely hate that. I oh, absolutely yeah. hate that. I was so terrified of that thing. And apparently that story wasn't his story. It came from his grandfather. It kind of reminds me of something you would find in one of those scary stories to tell in the dark books. Right. But they, they told that story to keep the kids away from the fucking fireplace. <laughs> Which is That's so, how you, so It worked. Up because... <laughs> Because you will be burned and it will be it will be extremely painful. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't work. So you have to create <laughs> so a horrible hairy hand story. He used to come up to me and he would like put his hand out and he would go, the hairy hand. And, oh my God. <laughs> hairy fucking hand. Why is it hairy? Why is it like, why really though is that scary? That detail definitely it, makes it creepier. Is it because it's hairy? Like, it's not going to be like the well-manicured hand I know. With, with French tips is going to come and scoop you up. I don't know. That would be kind of scary. Too. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Did your parents ever tell you stories like that to keep you from doing dumb shit? Um, probably. I can't really put my finger on one. Um, they did make up some story about why I had to stay in bed and not try to take a peek at Santa Claus on Christmas night. And I can't remember what they said, but it basically turned into Santa Claus being the most terrifying thing that I could even imagine. And when I would hear movement in the house on Christmas Eve night, I would hide under the covers, like just trembling. I was Oh terrified. My God. No wonder you hate Christmas. No, that's not the reason why I hate Christmas. There's, well, I know, but <laughs> it might it might stem from that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was absolutely terrified of Santa and wanted him to get the fuck out of my house as quickly as possible. <laughs> Leave my toys and fuck off, Santa. Yeah. Steady on. Fuck out of here. <laughs> um, I did think of one random New Jersey thing though that inspired you know the. The shark attacks that inspired Jaws happened in New Jersey. Oh, I, don't I didn't know. know that. I feel like, I don't know if a lot of people know that, but yeah, it was a, a bull shark that actually swam up into fresh water 
and the shark attacks happened in fresh water. Wow. And that inspired Jaws. Because bull sharks are are not only um, extraordinarily aggressive for sharks, but they also enjoy fresh water and they actually like to reproduce in fresh water. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we catch, well, I mean, by we, I don't mean me. People in this area catch bull sharks in the Potomac every year, several times a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So gross. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I feel sad that I don't really have anything else for you. I was looking at all the rest of these stories and they're just, they're like those first ones. Well, I have a couple Ouija board stories that are. Oh yeah, hit me with those because those are scary and I don't like Ouija boards. All right. Well, this one is called, actually, we should discuss that. After I'm going to read the story and then I'm going to ask you about that. Fair. This, this one is called Hexed. Okay. Justin played with a Ouija board one day with several of his friends. They asked questions, but instead of the planchette moving to certain letters, it began to move in a strange pattern. It went to all the four corners of the board and made an X. The 32-year-old New Jersey resident tells Reader's Digest. Then, I guess this is a true story. (laughs) Okay. I didn't realize that that's uh, that this is someone's account. Fucking Reader's Digest, man. <laughs> All right. So then it just went in circles. The next time he used the board, it was with a different friend at his house. Again, the planchette moved in the same strange pattern. I felt like it was some kind of hex, he continues. Later in that night when he was sleeping, he felt a forceful hand grip his arm and wake him up. Everyone else in the house was sound asleep, looking for a less freaky foray into the supernatural. Try these witch movies that will put a spell on you. (laughs) God damn it. Rude. (laughs) Every single one of these stories ends with like, go to this link for something else. Damn. All right. Let me try one more. Okay. A ghastly glitch. Abby was in her room one night after playing with a Ouija board earlier that day. As she was getting ready for bed, her computer screen changed from black to blue. It turned on by itself. She turned the computer off. Again, the computer clicked itself back to life. Anxious, Abby unplugged the computer completely. And then the unpowered computer started back up again. She buried the Ouija board in her backyard that same night. If you don't particularly want a Ouija board story of your own, these Hollywood uh, these Halloween party games will get you in the spooky spirit without the actual spirits. <laughs> Fuck. That's so funny. Okay, Amberly, so what are your thoughts on Ouija boards? I hate them. Oh, hate. I hate them. I, I think I do not allow them in my house. I do not allow my children to have them at parties. I don't. I found out that my children played with a Ouija board at their father's house and I lost my entire fucking mind. And I will tell you why. Not because of the idea of the Ouija board, but because people open themselves up to harmful things when they play with spirits without any protection with, you know, I just, I feel like you shouldn't 
fuck with that kind of stuff. When my kids played with it, my son came home crying in fucking tears because the spirit told him he was going to die when he was 19. Mm. Now. That's not nice. That's not cool. It's not. And probably it was one of those little motherfuckers who he was playing with. But I'll tell you what, the whole year that my son is 19, I am going to be freaking the fuck out just because, just because I'm his mom and you know, like, (laughs) but he was so fucking terrified. It just opens up so many ways for kids to be scared, to invite negative entities into your home, negative energies into your life. Yeah. I hate them. I'll say one thing. If you don't, if you don't do it right and you don't know what you're doing, you're definitely inviting um, not only negative energies, but trickster energies, uh, the Mm -hmm. kinds of entities that would say something fucked up like that. Um, I'm sure it's completely untrue. Um, And I personally look at Ouija boards as just another method of contacting spirits, but they are the most ill used form Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for example, we've all seen movies with a scene where a bunch of kids bust out a Ouija board. And the first question is, is anybody out there? And that is yeah. literally the worst way that you could open a session. You are yeah. saying and inviting anybody. <laughs> yeah. As witches, we learn that when we communicate with spirits, we, we're very clear about who we want to communicate, how, and why we want to communicate, communicate with our benevolent ancestors. We want to communicate with our spirit allies. We want to communicate with the spirits of land where we live so that we can make an offering and blah, blah, blah. Um, we don't just willy nilly say, Hey, who's out there? Come and get me. (laughs) Right. So I think it is more to do with the way the usually usually I think it's more to do with the <laughs> way that the Ouija board is used than the Ouija board itself. I also think it's fucking bizarre that it's just like a mass produced that is like Hasbro it's available to everybody game. That yeah. to me is so weird. <laughs> See, I'd probably do the Ouija board with like the coven, right? Like someone in the coven, I'd be all over it. But yeah, I just don't want them in my house. Yeah, I don't have one in my house either. I, if I want to communicate with my guides, my spirit allies, my ancestors, my house spirits, I know exactly how to do that. I don't yeah. need, I don't need a board and uh, and a planchette. Yeah, yeah. But I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily have anything against the Ouija board. I just see how it can be so absolutely problematic when it comes to spirit communication and the way other people use it. And yeah. I, again, I think it's bizarre that it's like a mass produced board game sort it's of insane. sort of so to speak. What year was it created? Like super super early, like in the the spiritual awakening or whatever the hell it was. I'm not um, really sure. It was a long time ago. I will tell you. IGA board. Captain Howdy, that's not very nice. <laughs> 125 years ago. Wow. Uh, the, the Ouija board was created in Baltimore. 
Baltimore. Okay. Is that close to Georgetown? Georgetown. Like the, the borough in DC. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, know that. I know that. I'm another answer like, to the question. What, like an hour away? Less? Yeah. Like two more, a little more. I'm pretty sure Georgetown is, is where the exorcist took place. And we all know the exorcist famous famously began with the Ouija board and Captain Howdy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Baltimore is also where Edgar Allan Poe lived. Yes. Yes, I took a ghost tour in uh, Fells Point, and we visited the bar that Edgar Allan Poe frequented, which was really cool. That was actually one of the better ghost tours I've taken. I've taken a ghost tour in Salem, uh, New Orleans, uh, Fells Point in in Baltimore. Um, Where the hell else have I taken a ghost tour? Probably every city I've fucking visited because they are legit awesome. Um, We should do like a series on ghost tours. Yeah, that would be fun. Fells Point was very cool. Very cool. There's one here in Fredericksburg we can do. Edgar Allan Poe also um, lived for a short while in Camden, New Jersey. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. The more you know. Which is also the location of Harley Cemetery, which I grew up down the street from, where Walt Whitman is buried. And I used to go into that cemetery to go sledding, to take walks, to hang out. I did not think it was weird. (laughs) Dude, I love cemeteries. Oh, it's a beautiful cemetery. So when I was a dumb 20-something-year-old, my husband and I were dating at the time. And it was Halloween. And we were up late with one of his friends, probably having too many beers. And I said, let's go to Harley Cemetery and visit Walt Whitman's mausoleum. And they were like, that's a great idea. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) So the three of us headed into uh, Camden, (laughs) which is already not the greatest idea in the world. But you can get into Harley Cemetery, um, like on the kind of close to the Collingswood side. So we headed into the cemetery Halloween night, drunk, probably being disrespectful because I can't remember what was said or done, but I'm sure it wasn't. uh, We definitely didn't leave an offering at the gate, you know, and we were traipsing around looking for Walt Whitman. So the thing that was really interesting is, like I just said, I grew up down the street from the cemetery and I spent a lot of time in the cemetery and I know exactly where Walt Whitman is buried. Mm -hmm. And we must have walked in circles through this cemetery for over an hour, completely incapable of finding it to the point where my husband and his friend were like, are you like pulling our leg? Like, do you not know (laughs) where you're going? And I, at that's at that point, I actually had to admit like, okay, um, I'm freaked out because I feel like every turn, is the wrong direction and I do know how to find Walt Whitman's mausoleum and I don't understand why we haven't found it yet. Yeah. He was like, no, come back when you're sober. And so, uh, my husband had a camera with him and he had been taking photos the whole time we were in there and we eventually got them developed and uploaded onto our computer and we got some pretty 
creepy ass photos. Something was with us. And it's like this bizarre glowing profile that appears in a photo, but it appears like five times as if it's moving so quickly through the photo that we captured it five times. Mm -hmm. and, And every time it's the same exact glowing profile until it gets behind a tree and it kind of fades away. But where the tree is, it's like very like misty and foggy. So one night we were looking at the photo and I zoomed in all the way on the tree where it's misty and foggy and I shit you not, there is a face staring back from inside that like misty fogginess where the tree is. And like my blood ran cold, all the hair on my body stood straight up. And well, I'm older and wiser now, so I would never fucking do that in the first place. But I learned, I learned a lesson that Halloween you yeah. don't do that. That's crazy. Is that picture something you would be willing to share? Yeah, I have to find it because, um, you know, it's been several computers since the, <laughs> since then. <laughs> and uh, we'll have to see where, if I can locate it. I'm sure my husband can help me locate it, but I would, I will absolutely share it if I can find it. Awesome. Um, oof. Wow. Creepy, creepy. Creepy, creepy. I wish I had stories. I live a boring existence. I think an existence without creepy ghost encounters is, uh, boring is not the word I would categorize that as. Ideal, maybe. (laughs) I do have one more Ouija story. Awesome. Okay. It's called The Open Circle. Uh Uh-oh. That already sounds wrong. When Vince, now 30, was a child, one of his... By the way, these are all true story. These are all true accounts. Well, I mean, Reader's Digest. Yeah. <laughs> so, when Vince, now 30, was a child, one of his friends goaded him into playing with a Ouija board in his basement. Young Vince didn't expect anything out of the ordinary to happen, so he went along with it. Once they started to play, however, the lights began to flicker. The air around them grew cold, and a spirit began to communicate with them through the board. The spirit spelled out a Russian name and claimed he had been murdered. Uh Uh-oh. We took a break to make some pizza rolls, Vince says. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. Like you do. Pizza roll break. (laughs) Fuck yeah. But we forgot to close the circle when we were done. Fucking Vince. If you're new to Ouija board stories... That's a giant no no. Mm-hmm. After returning to the basement, the energy was much heavier, and books and things were sprawled out on the floor. And yet, the board remained perfectly still in the center of the room, just how they had left it. Upon looking at a mirror that we had nearby, the eye of the Ouija board was moving sporadically in its reflection. They just wanted some fucking Totinos, man. Yeah, they were pissed. You guys just bounced. To make pizza rolls. Oh, what the fuck? Bring and me didn't some. even offer any. I'd be Losers. pissed. Yeah, fucking Vince. I'd be like, there's nothing to eat here. There's just books. Just toss these books around. <laughs> I want a fucking pizza roll too. <laughs> uh, I'm actually funny. really hungry now all of a sudden. <laughs> I've been munching popcorn. Have you gotten further along in your um, movie watching homework no maybe hang on let me find out 
I did watch the Blair Witch Project. Okay. What did you think? Eh. Well, I remember you, you actually did message me to tell me that the girl was annoying. Oh, my God. She was so annoying. I remember that. I was very annoyed. And then I was, like, annoyed with all of them. So it wasn't just her. Um, that's it. I watched that. Yeah. Um, but I did start The Midnight Club. Okay. That was good. I finished it. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I'm on, like, episode four or five. It was a little bit triggering for me. I had to take... Uh, I, I can see why. <laughs> I had to take some deep breaths every once in a while watching that. But yeah. I did enjoy it. I mean, I love... So this comes from the makers of The Haunting of Hill House, The Haunting of Bly Manor, and um, the... Uh, what the hell? I can't think of the name. It's the absolute best one about the vampire that the priest thinks is an angel. Oh, uh, Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass. What is wrong with me right now? Midnight Mass. I knew a thing. It's my absolute favorite. (laughs) Absolute favorite. I love that shit. That was a really good one. I could watch that again. Without giving any spoilers, I would put, I would say Midnight Mass, number one. Mm -hmm. The Haunting of Hill House, number two. Mm -hmm. The Midnight Club, number three. And The Haunting of Bly Manor, number four. Okay. So I'm only a couple in on Bly Manor. I haven't done Hill House. I'm in the middle of Midnight Club, so now I'll watch the other two after this one's over. And I'll give my rankings. Okay. Because I need more shit to watch. Right. I haven't watched the movies that I'm supposed to watch, which is The Pale Door and Don't Knock Twice. But I did watch a couple other new horror movies. I actually found one on Disney+. Plus. And it was a Marvel movie, and it's called Werewolf by Night. Interesting. And I gotta say, I fucking loved it. I fucking loved it. Werewolf by Night on Disney Plus is an accomplishment. I was surprised that what I was watching was actually a Disney Plus movie. (laughs) It was great. I feel like that is exactly my jam exactly my jam it was kind of like if you took a classic monster movie and just gave it a modern twist i really really enjoyed it and the other one i watched um was a new movie called bodies 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 Mm. so it's about a game that goes wrong about a bunch of rich spoiled assholes playing Mm. a dumb murder mystery game that goes horribly wrong. Uh, and the only reason why I watched it is because it had an amazing um, tomato meter score. Oh, okay. It had a really great score. So I was like, all right, I'm going to check this out. And I would love to hear if a listener disagrees with me, but I'm just going to tell it. I'm just going to put it right out there. That movie was a piece of shit. I hated oh. it. I absolutely hated it. <laughs> okay. It was just extra dumb extra dumb and i get it there's something to be said about watching a movie about a bunch of people who are generally unlikable and seeing it them all just like get theirs i guess Mm -hmm. but it was just so unlikable in general (laughs) all right okay don't watch that um, I have listened to a few audiobooks 
that I have to recommend. Okay. Um, this month there, I listened to three thrillers. Uh, one is tell her story, uh, by Margot Hunt. And it is about a young lady who was living as a journalist in New York city. Uh, and then she lost her job there. And so she went to do something mean, meaningful to occupy her time. And she decides to launch a true crime podcast about the death of a lady in uh, her hometown. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good one. It's short. It's only, it's less than three hours long. Um, if you listen to it on one and a half, it's, a, you know, even shorter than that. So that one was good. Tell her story about, by Margot Hunt. And then uh, See How They Run, which is by Rachel Housel Hall. This one is about a young lady whose fiance just passed away. And um, they went to a family gathering uh, for a wedding in Zion National Park. And it's about uh, some pretty crazy shit that goes on there. Um with his or with her brother and his new fiance, very good. I would I would say probably three and a half stars, if I should could give that one. These are all Audible originals. I think they're all free if you are a member of Audible. Okay. Um. So you can just download them. You don't have to have a uh, a credit. And then the last one I just finished uh, was Stranger in the Woods, and that one was so good. It was about a young lady from. Australia, who went to Scotland. She's a photographer, so she went to Scotland for a photography gig and uh, kind of starts investigating the death of a little girl uh, in the town that she goes to. And, you know, of course, that causes people to, you know, why are you digging into the history, you know, sort of thing. And things get scary and dangerous. And, and it's a really, really good one. It has a, a pretty interesting twist at the end that I didn't see coming. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Didn't see it coming. Interesting. Uh, I, I thought something completely different with the same person, but the twist was good. It was good. So the, the last book that I listened to on audio that I would categorize as like a good spooky story was The Sundown Motel by Simone St. James. Okay. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It is basically about a, it's almost like a ghost tale meets a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll just find this quick description of it because my description is going to suck. <laughs> so, in upstate New York, 1982, Viv Delaney wants to move to New York City and to help pay for it, she takes a job as a night clerk at the Sundown Motel in Fell, New York. But something isn't right at the motel. Something haunting and scary. Mm. Upstate New York, 2017, Carly Kirk has never been able to let go of the story of her Aunt Viv, who mysteriously disappeared from the sundown before she was born. What? She decides to move to Fell and visit the motel where she quickly learns that nothing has changed since 1982 and she soon finds herself ensnared in the same mysteries that claimed her aunt. It was really good. I enjoyed it very much. So by nothing, do they mean that people are walking around in acid wash jeans too? Probably. Sweet. That sounds really interesting. I wrote it down. Yeah, it was good. It was good. And it's like immediately 
good. Like you, like the first couple pages, you're like, well, I'm in this now. Nice. Nice. You know, I started the Dark Tower series by Stephen King because everyone's listened to the Dark Tower series, right? It's supposed to be amazing. I can't, I can't get into it. Can't get into it. No, I'm like several hours in and it is just not my jam. Have you read it? No, but I have, like, I've read several Stephen King that I think is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just never really felt like diving into that series. You know, like Pet Pet Cemetery was fucking great. Carrie was great, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I've never really felt compelled to to get into that series. Yeah, it's like a, it's a science fiction. So it's not one of his normal things. Um, Yeah, I just, I'll finish it. Because, you know, I can't return it now. But <laughs> but if I could, I probably would have returned it. It's just not my jam. So the one I'm reading next is The Ninth House by Lee Bardugo. Nice. Lee Bardugo is uh, a pretty popular YA novelist at this point. Um, she's written a few series um, – specifically the shadow and bone series and there's like oh, okay. a, a netflix series on that now mm-hmm. yeah. so um this however is an adult novel and it is about i haven't started it yet but it looks like it's about someone who starts digging into the secret societies at yale university mm. and uncovers some scary shit so i'm really looking forward to starting that i'll be starting that very soon that looks good. Um, I just just started The Bone Witch by Rin Chupeco. Nice. Um, this one is also free this month if you are doing, you know, if you're a member of Audible. So um, that one is about a young lady who accidentally resurrect, resurrects her brother from the dead. Oh. <laughs> so she becomes a bone witch because of her necromancy. Um and it's about her kind of pulling herself out of that label and going back to what she was supposed to be, which is an Asha, which is, I guess, you know. A healer? Yeah. Not a necromancer. Wait a minute. I think I can picture the cover of that. Uh... I can show it to you right now. This is it. Ah, I think that's actually in my Audible library and I haven't started it yet. That's okay. funny. Yeah, I'm like, um, maybe two minutes in. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. All right. I think we've uh, filled this Tarian tirade with all things spooky and Halloween-y. Mm-hmm. I have one final question for you. What's that? Will you be wearing a Halloween costume, and what will it be? I will, um, and I am going to be... This, I know, is a shocker to everyone. A witch. (gasps) How dare you wear the same costume as me? What the (laughs) fuck, Margo? (laughs) Yep, I'm going to be a witch. Uh, So, my kids keep thinking that I'm just unoriginal, but I just want to be myself. Yeah, it's more like living the dream. Yeah, one day a year. Living the dream. I'm me. So... That's what I'm going to be. Same, 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 same. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, pictures are it didn't happen. 
we will post pictures of our Halloween outfits as soon as we have them to post. That we will. <laughs> you all right? I don't know why it took me that long to answer. You're thinking about uh, it. I went to space and back real quick. Yes, we will be Welcome attending back. a Halloween party with uh, many of our beloved coven members. Mm -hmm. uh, special friends are coming in to visit, and we will all be going to a Halloween party together. And it's going to be so much fun, and I can't wait. And we will share pics. Yeah, I can't wait either. So, and uh, just in case you are starting to feel uh, shocked and appalled. Um, I will have reached my maximum days of uh, quarantine Quarantine before I attend this party. So I'm just, just letting you know. I'm not recklessly going out to infect everyone around me. It will be in the safe zone for me. That's right. Sharing is caring unless it's COVID. Right. <laughs> so, all right. Well... In that case, let's get the hell out of here. Fucking A, man. We'll see you next time. Say goodbye. You have to close Bye. the circle. Say goodbye. Oh, goodbye. Goodbye. This circle is closed. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Hearth and Hedge, on our website, thehearthandhedge.com, or you can email us at thehearthandhedge at gmail.com. Our address is The Hearth and Hedge, P.O. Box 397. Cherry Hill, New Jersey, 08003. We also have a Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash thehearthandhedge. If you like what you hear, consider leaving us a review wherever you find your podcasts.